Are you sitting on a comfortable cushion? Good. I haven't bothered lighting the fire. Surprisingly clement today, isn't it? Welcome to the Ashenden Anemometer, as at the 19th of February, 2019. We're somewhat down from the all-time maximum gust of 70 miles per hour, but the 7th of February gave us a respectable 52.7 miles per hour. That's more like what Ashenden is famous for. A few trees were injured during this month's blustering. Rotten branches, debris being scattered across the wooden road. And there was enough constant gusting to turn our bird feeder into a merry-go-round. The overhead wires were squealing in competition with the kites. Master sky surfers that they are. Absolutely no surfing took place with the AIOSS, uh, <coughs> sorry, the Ashenden Insect Outdoor Swimming Society. It abandoned several meetings due to large icebergs, though the rain gauge eventually thawed, acquitting itself at a heady 1.5 inches. They weren't the only things put off. On the first of the month, the unsalted back road to Oxford proved impassable around Brill. However, like the rain gauge, conditions generally thawed rapidly, sleet becoming rain, and my planned birthday lunch at the Nuttree Murcott went ahead the next day. And just over a fortnight later, it's positively balmy here. Oh, I heard that. And you are actually correct. Balmy, B-A-L-M-Y, is the older English version of balmy, B-A-R-M-Y, in the sense of foamy or zesty. Sorry, where was I? Oh, yes. Taking a leaf from the Book of Rebus, I avoided wind and rain, choosing instead to do some indoor curtain rail wrangling, and successfully introduced beautiful new hangings, recently acquired whilst attending a service at the nearby shrine of St. John of Lewis where I know many of you also worship. However, this was not quite in the Reaver spirit, as I actually expended a lot of effort, where in such circumstances he would normally be perfecting his purring. And form true, as it was his room where the curtains were being changed, he decided it best to go to bed, and promptly took to our bed, conveniently situ situated across the corridor, entirely free of drilling and some use of ancient Anglo-Saxon expletives. No change there. Now, that advancedly anticipated moment, brimming with bated breath, the Aeolian alphabet has finally reached Z. Z is for Zephyr. Zephyr is the name of any prevailing warm and gentle westerly breeze at the time of the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. The name derived from Zephyros, who was the Greek god of the west wind, which was considered the gentlest wind, especially compared to the cold north wind, his brother Boreas. Greek mythology knows four winds, Boreas, you've met him already, the north wind, 
Favonius, the south wind, Eurus, the east wind, and Zephyr, the west wind. Aeolius, from whom our alphabet takes its name, was the king of the winds. Of the four brother winds, Zephyros was the kindliest. Like all winds, he was the son of Dawn, and his father was Aestrus. The west wind, Zephyros, came in springtime. He melted snow, he brought warm rain, and the waters of the melting snow and warm rain sank into the earth and brought up flowers and trees, and all crops that fed mankind. However, Henry, uh, you know, he of the you-can-have-any-colour-so-long-as-it's-black fame, thought it too good a name to waste on wind. I'm getting some assistance here. Do you wish to disagree with that, Rebus? You do? Oh, excuse me. I just need to pause a moment. I do apologise. I'm recording this at that time in the evening when Rebus and I usually share a drink. I have to sit on the side of the bath and he laps from the tap for a good five minutes. It's cheaper than going down the pub. Now, where was I? Oh, yes, that name was too good to waste on a wind. Now, the observant Morse, endeavour addicts amongst you, I know you play spot the loca local location just like me. Um, uh, you addicts will have noted a black, finely finned Ford Zephyr regularly discharge its contents of Morse and Detective Inspector Fred Thursday across your screen. Well, hopefully the one on your TV, not your car, or you really would be in trouble. I learnt to drive in one, Zephyr, initially a Mark III, a la Morse, but just after I passed my test, Dad got a Zephyr V4 Mark IV. Yes, and in black. It had red bench seats, and with my slight build, the absolute necessity of being strapped fast with a grey webbed seatbelt to prevent me sliding across to the passenger side when cornering. The V4 two-litre engine, though on one occasion it blew a cylinder head and downgraded to a V3, it could do the tonne between the Northampton exit south on the M1 and Newport Pagnell Services which has nothing to do with it throwing a cylinder. Honest. On another occasion, the to the accompaniment of a xylophone, remember those, and a portable amplifier, it mimicked Morse's motor so effectively with its dee-da-dee-da -dee that an innocent cyclist dived off the road to make way. I think I'll put the brakes on here, park up, and see what's left in the tank. Hopefully at least a gallon of Fifth Amendment. Well, that's it for the Aeolian alphabet. I hope you enjoyed it. But fear not, I have some other meteorological mischief up my Westcott, as my granddad used to say. Yes, he really did. Not only that, but he came from Geddington, where the finest of the Eleanor Crosses is. So stay tuned. Let's sum up this month. Maximum gust. Oh, 
I don't know whether I'm going to be able to sum up as I thought. Uh, Rebus? Hello? Are you coming to assist? You're not? Oh, excuse me, he wants to go out. There you go. Yes, uh, like most of us, we go out for a drink, and after a drink we need a, well, you know. Where was I? Oh yes, the maximum gust. Now, uh, that was 52.7 miles per hour, and the wooden road narrowed, though unusually this did not involve traffic lights. Beaufort scale? Five. Elderly branches, car crushed. Uh, branches by car, not vice versa. Rebus factor, during all this? One. Discernible breathing, slight snoring. Rain gauge, 1.5 inches. Fildike February, both black and white, as the old saying goes. Yeah, that's February Fildike, be it black or be it white. Be it white, tis better to like. Uh, th this roughly means that rain and snow are both welcome in February, although snow is preferable. This makes sense because February tends to be one of the driest months of the year, and any rain and snow melt make a welcome boost for underground water supplies. Uh, by late March, rising temperatures and the trees opening their leaves to together dry out the ground so much that little rainfall can seep far underground. Now you know. So, it's down to the hundred for my shandy schooner and sarni, superbly served by a plethora of new staff. That's all from me, Richard Phillips, 158 metres above sea level. Do hang on in there with the dash dash dot dot. I'll be back. Oh? What was that voice from the corner? Yes. I thought it was you. No, you can count all the alliterations yourself for once. There are many, you think. I'm not prognosticating, or whatever, prognosticating publicly on your total tally. You can easily email me. I think we'll leave it there. Bye-bye. <laughs>